everyone, welcome back to episode four of LMA. We are joined with the infamous, the often spoken about, but never appeared, Vince. Hello. Who is just the ominous voice in the dark. The voice of God. Tom, I am your father. (laughs) Daddy, chill. Jesus. (laughs) It's too early for that sort of talk. (laughs) I am now uncomfortable. (laughs) Only just becoming uncomfortable now? Wow. (laughs) So this is... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You have a high tolerance for being uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, We've spoken about... Vince a couple of times in previous episodes. He was supposed to join us last week for episode and the, three. And the week before. And yeah. Well, that. Well, specific, well that. <laughs> specifically last week it was going to be, yeah, sure. But he decided 12 months ago that he was going to get married on the day that we were going to be recording. So. He decided... He decided 12 months, 12 months ago, ago to get married to his anniversary. That we were recording. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm so, clearly so you, just so, not omniscient so, enough. You only, yeah. you, only just, you only just got married a week ago, is what Tommy's saying. No, 12 months ago, he decided to get married. On the day that then, we were filming. So we're recording this. So his, so his anniversary falls upon the day that we're recording. That's better. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's not, yeah. He needs to have that foresight. <laughs> To be able to go, oh, hang on, we're doing, we're going to be doing a thing that we've never spoken about, because LMA was totally not a thing twelve months ago. It wasn't even a thought twelve months ago. But Vince probably should have had the foresight to go, nah, actually, let's change the date. It's going to fall onto a recording day. Yeah, might be. Yeah, that's all right. We'll forgive you this t- this one time. Just don't let it happen again. All right, I promise. So you, you're going to have to tweak the calendar to make sure it doesn't happen again. I'll let Carly know. I'm sure she'll yeah. be incredibly pleased. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Vince is going to be joining us for hopefully a large majority, if not all, of future episodes. The first episode that we did, I tried taking that role and switching between different scenes, different camera angles and showing evidence and all that sort of stuff, but it it did not end well. So Vince is going to be taking that role so I can focus on talking with Tim and Vince will chime in with his bits and pieces here and there. So hopefully this will then produce a much better podcast. That's my theory anyway. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But that's the theory that yeah, I'm yeah, that, this thing is it gonna work? Well, realistically, it's all up to Vince for it to work. So everything that no we're pressure. doing is riding on Vince, is what you say. One hundred percent. Poor bastard. No pressure, Vince. No pressure at all. Pull the cucumber <laughs> over here, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> good, good. So I know last week we ended saying that we were going to be doing urban legends. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the that was the plan. Back then it was a plan. It was a plan up until Monday. 
I believe it was Monday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday Monday was the last day where I was like, we're going to be discussing urban legends. This is going to be cool. I can't wait to talk about urban legends. And then on Tuesday, something happened over in America that made me go, hang on, let's put urban legends on the back burner just for a moment because we need to discuss, essentially redo episode one already. Because... There was a big hearing. Breaking over. news. Yeah. So if you haven't heard, over in America, uh, Congress had a meeting, the first meeting in 50 years to discuss what is now known as UAPs, formerly known and more commonly known as UFOs. They're, they have declassified some new footage, which, yes, it's been on the internet. It was leaked like 12 months ago, roughly, I think. So, but... Yeah, I, 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 always, I always love that. New footage, but it was out, you know, three years ago kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But now, the, the, the difference between leaking footage and then this is that you've got all of Congress are now actively discussing it. So that you can actually watch... It goes for about an hour and a half on YouTube, the... Mm congressional hearing about this so you can sit down for an hour and a half watch the whole thing if you so choose i did not choose to do that i, w- I was going to do that this morning but that was at like uh 9 30 yeah so because so I, I i let that the hearing go and i looked up highlights and stuff like that hmm. so we do actually have evidence which is cool because I think this is the we had some in the first episode and then we just neglected it because it was quite difficult to to jump between everything. Yeah. So which is understandable when you one man trying to put up you know the evidence and everything because yeah it's just not going to work. Mm. No, definitely not. So, but now now with Vince here, it's it's going to work. Hopefully. It's no 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 no. You're not hearing me. <laughs> It's going to work. All right, it's not going to work. Sorry, it's going to work. It's going to work. Definitely going to work. So let's go back to the declassified stuff that we did speak about briefly in the first episode, which are the the three main videos, the three really big videos. So, Vince, can you please bring up I think, where is it? Here we go. Okay, so we've got the first one, Dave Fravers' Tic Tac video. Can you please bring that up for us? Uh, Yep. If you could kindly, sir. So I actually spent the morning watching some of this stuff, and it, it's it is interesting. Yeah, definitely. So this is Dave Fravers' Tic Tac video. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play this for us, there's no sound on this. So I see that you've got your YouTube muted. Yep, but that's okay. Oh, for did this you actually one? want the sound? Uh, we will for the other two videos because you can hear the pilots talking. Yeah, okay, sweet. And what they say is interesting. So with this one, it he's they've got I don't know a lot about 
planes, to be honest. I'm not a Navy pilot. I'm not a, in the Air Force, nothing like that. But here, you see changing between different modes. So the main one is the FLIR camera, which is the forward-looking infrared. And you got night vision and whatever else they've got. Just trying to get a lock on this thing and trying to identify what it is. And then you can see it sometimes struggles to get that lock on. And then right at the end, it just zooms off. And in the footage, it doesn't look like it's going that fast. But it it, it is to, to go out the way that it is. Well, so, somewhere on there it should have there. The speed reading. Yeah. Yeah. So they should I'm have not, the reading. I'm not sure the, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah, should have the reading, the air speed reading of the aircraft itself. And then I think they sometimes also have the reading of the object that they're targeting. I could be wrong. Possible, quite possible. Uh, again, I am not a pilot. I don't know. It's also pretty blurry. I can't even read it on my end. It's like, yeah, it's it's in like 240p. Mm. So it's quite difficult to make out some of it. Well, bottom right should be the altitude. Yeah. So about 20,000 feet. Which, yeah, that's standard for... Which is cruising height, yeah. Off it goes. Yeah. The way it just takes off is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it just it's just gone. It's just out, gone. See you later. So it, it's, that's it's, so that, that that's uh, Dave Fravor, isn't it? That one. Yeah, so that's that's the infamous the uh, Tic Tac video there, and the way it's got. So what happened with that is they were running an operation, uh, doing the training, and mm-hmm. he saw something in the water. So that's yeah. where he's gone, oh, what was that? Gone to look at that and then found this. So there's so many different theories as to what's happening, whether the thing that was under the water has come up and communicated with this other thing in the air. And then that's that's where he's seen the thing in the um, water and then in the air, whether they've communicated, maybe. Sorry, um... I think Dave, with Dave Fravor, the Tic Tac, they were flying along doing this, um, doing a training route off the North Carolina or Massachusetts coast. Both him and the second seat and the other aircraft spotted this thing down at sea level. They were cruising along at like 14,000 feet or something. And Dave decided to drop his aircraft to try and check this thing out. And yeah. it actually spotted... He was spiraling down as it was spiraling spiraling up. When you see it disappear there, is they were literally on the same level and that thing just disappeared. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, he was saying that yeah, literally they spotted it and it rose faster than what he was dropping. And then was, yeah, as you see, just gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the fact that these cameras can track all of like the, they the track fastest. Yeah, the fastest aircraft that we currently have, it can mm. be tracked by that. So the fact that this can't actually track whatever it is, it goes to show the speed of it. 
yeah, that says a hell of a lot about how quick this thing is moving. So that's mm. the first, that's one of the big ones that we've got. Uh, so if we go over to, let's go to the Go Fast. This one does have sound. So yes, I'm jumping around on this list, Vince. I'm sorry, but that's okay. So if you play the Go Fast, here this does have sound. This one's crazy. This, this is proper insane. <laughs> this, this is just another. This will show you again how fast these things are moving. lock onto whatever this mm. is just shows how fast this thing is actually moving it's it's going so it's just blisteringly quick and the distance away that it must be the relative speed that it's moving at must be bonkers oh 100% it's absolutely insane and we don't have anything anywhere on earth that can travel at these speeds we There's probably a lot of do, these... but not at that height. Well, yeah, a lot of these things, are, they break the sound barrier. That's how quick that they go. But there's nothing, nothing happens. So normally when, when something breaks the sound barrier, there's this almighty boom. Mm. But these things, for whatever reason, quite often there is, that, that boom doesn't happen. Especially when you consider, you know, like the Tic Tac, which was moving at, you know, a decent speed and then just disappears, but they don't report any of that sonic boom. Yeah. It disappears. You'd expect that to happen because it's just instantly breaking the sound barrier from effectively a stop. Yeah. So they don't actually know what the propulsion systems are either because mm. if you look at the propulsion systems of any plane, rocket, whatever we've got, it's something coming out at the bottom which mm. pushes it along. That is the propulsion system that we have that we know. We know how that works. And if they, you know, looking at these craft through the flare, then they're going to see some sort of, you know, some sort of gas, some sort of heat being expelled from the rear of these aircrafts. Yeah. But they don't. There's none of that. It's literally just the craft and... You know, whatever the backdrop is, whether it's looking down at the sea, whether it's a hillside, whether it's the sky, there's nothing. There's no actual, you know... Distortion. Yeah, distortion behind it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the propulsion system is. On camera, you are going to see mm. something coming out of the back to push it along. As far as we know how these craft work. But this, yeah. is, this is clearly demonstrating that there is some kind of technology out there that we don't know about, that we don't know how it works, we don't mm. have access to currently. It's, just, it's 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 freaking mental. It's like yeah, and I we I think we were discussing during the week is is that is it because where these craft are designed they have a different atmosphere. My my ours might not be as dense as their atmosphere. Therefore, when they you know, get up to speed or when they take off, they're not actually breaking our atmosphere to create this Yeah, or is there some kind of Time dilation. Or that. I don't, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, as far as our the physics that uh, humanity understands, it wouldn't. No. It would... It, it, you can't have them moving at a regular pace and a different time rate than us. Yeah. But it just, maybe it, it it's a thing. Work, as we know it. No, as, as, that's it. That's as we know it. But maybe, I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. And it, it kind of, it, it, yeah, that whole time dilation thing. I don't know if dilation's the right word there. But manipulation. Manipulation or, yeah, that time difference. Kind of like, uh, what's that movie, Christopher Nolan, um, Interstellar? Yeah. Interstellar? Yeah. Where. X amount of time on this planet is X amount of time on Earth. Yeah. But if they, so I don't know how they could do it. If they like, yeah, because stay it, in that time rate. Yeah, because I mean, it would be hard to stay within that time rate because you're taking that planetary cycle and bringing it with the vehicle. Yeah. Which would be it's able to cool do. to think about. I don't know. I, I it's, it's a cool. Th- I just, I think it's a cool idea. <laughs> Plausible, probably not. Cool idea, yeah. Sick. There you go. I- idea for a movie. Or like, like, uh, like the multi- multiple universes and parallel mm. dimensions. Maybe uh, it's are, them are, are they moving within another dimension or another universe that's somehow crossing over with ours? Yeah, therefore moving faster. Yeah, potentially possible. Because there, there are theories around that around all of these multiple universes. Like, there's a theory... Like, there's so many different theories out there about what is the universe and what's beyond the universe. Mm. So that's... Yeah, maybe there's some kind of a a glitch or a tear or whatever you want to call it. Where and, we're they're seeing... able to, and they're able to sort of, you know, use that glitch, use that tear to be able to come into our our universe yeah maybe who knows who knows or maybe they've just got some kind of technology which negates that boom from the sound barrier when they break it some sort of sound dampening or something yeah or maybe they're just so streamlined that they can just essentially glide through it and it doesn't disrupt it maybe i don't i don't know like 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 a pin going through I don't know, water or something. It's not really going to, you know, cause much much disruption. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Possible. So plausible, plausible. Yeah. Is that the reason? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's we've already to... stated we're not experts in anything, so <laughs> yeah, expert <laughs> professional idiots. Um, let's move on to the last last one there, the gimbal video. Now, this one again, this one's got sound, so Tim, bit of hush hush. Sorry. That's very interesting. That one. Yeah, this is what this is the one that I was talking about um, earlier on in the week. Is this video here? Yeah. With the way it twists, sort of twists and turns, and it's not as though it's doing it quickly either, like you'd expect. No. It's like moving with or against the wind. It's just very slowly tilting through. Yeah, and it kind of has it where it almost it's it's it starts to slowly turn. And then the further round it goes, it's more defined movements. Yeah. So it's not as graceful going around in those last few ones to get straight. But they, as they say, what was it, 120 knot winds? Which uh, which did it to be, what, for, was it around about 400 odd K or something, 200 odd K? Which, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm sure Vince could look it up. Uh, I don't. I don't know personally but that's that's quick very it's, quick yeah i mean th those that there's some fast wind yeah and if there's you look fast at wind it to be moving against yeah two, 222 kilometers per hour wow yeah that's not slow that's a lot of that's a lot of air speed and a lot of air pressure yeah pushing against it for it to be moving quicker or so faster than the actual airspeed and if you look at it as well the direction that it's going, when it tilts and rotates around, mm. it almost looks like the flat side is going forwards rather than having the nose of it where it comes down to a yeah. point so then the air can glide over the top. It almost looks like it shouldn't be going that way because mm. it almost looks flat, more flat. So there's going to be more resistance. Yeah. And yet which, it keeps which going. Just, which just doesn't make sense because... No. The, the more surface area, the more pressure. The more pressure, the slower it's meant to go. Yeah. And there's, again, no visible propulsion system. Mm. There's, no, there's none of that distortion out, the, you know, from any part of it that you'd expect to be some sort of propulsion. Yeah. You can't see anything at it's all. Just, it's, just, it's just there, and it just moves. Hmm. So it's almost like you're doing bad CGI. You're or well, you're learning CGI, and you're not. You're only thinking about, oh, I got to get this thing from here to there really quickly, yeah. and you're not thinking about what's happening on the back end. Yeah, the actual. I don't know whether you call it the physics or the engineering or yeah. anything like that. You're just thinking about, yeah, like I said, 
moving that particular object from A to B. Yeah, that's genuinely what it looks like. But these have all been ruled as totally legitimate videos. Mm. So there's no doubt that this has been bullshitted by the Navy or the Air Force or the US government or anything like I that. And say that you look at that view now and you do see some hazing around that. So whether that's, you know, the air moving over the object and heating up. Potentially. Or, I mean, it could, I, yeah, I mean, to a certain point, flare can pick up reflections, but that would have to be a hell of a reflection to see yeah. there. Yeah. So if you look at that, whatever mm. IR, so there you go, that's infrared. So uh, IR is going to pick up a bit more of the light rather than the actual yeah. heat so itself. Got, yeah, they've got that, the haze around it. Is that some, maybe that's some kind of a force field or something? I mean, if, if that is IR, then only one of those surfaces is going to be showing any sort of reflection anyway because it would be the surface that's facing the sun. Whereas yeah. this is all around it. Yeah. So that's why it, it's maybe it's something that's coming off of the actual craft mm. rather than something from Earth, whether or, or from within the solar system being the sun or anything yeah. like that. Maybe this is something being emitted directly from the craft itself as some kind of a force field, some kind of some kind of a, a shield or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Maybe it's a cloaking device that hasn't worked properly. Possible. Who knows? Maybe maybe they've got this cloaking device, something that is emitted, to, mm. and then they can fly through and go through undetected. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's completely plausible. I mean, we don't know what technology they have. That's the thing. Yeah, and they may... Because you've you got to think about it. If, if, if this is to be believed that it is some kind of alien life that mm. has come from another... another planetary system and is it is here to observe or whatever it happens to be they may look, look at how far we've come in the last 50 years with technology on earth yeah look at how far we're going to be in another 50 years in a thousand years where are we going to be in a hundred thousand years time technologically speaking yeah i mean if I mean, I doubt we could be close to their level. No, but if, what, in 100,000 years? Well, with how dumb we are, I doubt we could be close to that level. <laughs> I, I, I think, well, okay, a million years, two million years. If we're still around, yeah, I'm sure we could probably get to that. Yeah, so these... But they'd have to be, but at that point, they'd have to be here and share their technology. But what's to say that if this... Okay, and another thing... <laughs> Is this a manned craft or is this a drone as well? That's you got to think of. I don't know whether it's manned or, or unmanned. And mm. where, if it yeah. is, if it is manned, have they been put into stasis as well? Yeah, to be able to come here. Or is there life? Maybe, maybe their life. Like we've got about a hundred years. Let, mm. Let's call it. Let's call it a hundred years of the average human life. Maybe their average life. Is a thousand years, yeah, on Earth. So ridiculously long, yeah, time. Yeah, there's but nothing then, to say that could be a hundred years in our time. Could like you know, like you like we were discussing the whole time distortion thing. They could be in their twenties when, in all reality, they're like 
357 or something. Yeah. Or what's to say they're not AI? If which it's man, come, which, maybe which it's would AI. Come down to, which would come down to it being a drone. Yeah, a drone of types. Mm. Some kind of, yeah, a drone. It's manned with AI intelligence. You know, yeah, this artificial thing that they've created. Or maybe they've got some kind of a link to it so then they can talk directly or whatever. Who knows? The, the possibilities are almost endless. I mean, there, could even be, there could even be a mothership sitting on the dark side of the moon for all we know. Could be. Yeah. Anything's possible. But, as, like, where we're going to be in a million years, maybe, they're, maybe they have been around for a million years. Mm. Maybe their civilization started, like, millions of years ago. Yeah, billions of years ago, even. Yeah, and then, so they've they've got the technology, and maybe they've got different elements on their their planet. Mm. So what's to say that they can't come up with something like this? Just because we haven't got it here doesn't mean it's not somewhere else. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is very interesting. Those those three videos that have that yes, they've been around for a very long time but they are still very interesting and pose a hell of a lot of questions. I mean, because there's also, I saw today, um, have you seen the flyby footage? Yes, we will be. Okay, yeah. let's, bring, let's bring that up now. now th this one, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any audio to it, but this one I think is... Uh, there might be. So let's I'm, go... I'm, I'm a little shaky on this one. So let's go into that... That first one. The first at, video. Yeah, the first first YouTube link. Uh, and let's skip ahead to... Oh, we'll hear, hear the start, because this is where the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, Scott Bray, is talking. Mm. Chairman uh, Schiff, Chairman Carson, Ranking Member Crawford, and Committee members, uh, thank you one? very much for the opportunity to be here today to highlight the ongoing work of the Department of Defense uh, regarding unidentified aerial phenomena. Yep. Since the early 2000s, uh, we have seen an increasing number of unauthorized and or unidentified aircraft or objects in military-controlled training areas uh, and training ranges and other designated airspace. So reports they're definitely talking about UFOs. And there's no... We attribute this increase in reporting else. to a number uh, of factors, including our work to stigmatize reporting, seconds? an increase in the number of new systems such as quadcopters and... To, yeah, 428. And this is where the flyby footage is. Assets. In short, there's rarely an easy answer. For example, let me share with you the first video that we have here today, which shows an observation in real time. There it was. That's, in many cases, that's all that a report may include. And in many... That's all it is. That is, yeah. Now you see, I'm a little, so I'm quick. a little iffy on that there one. There it was. That's. Are you? Because, yeah, yeah, sure. You can see a dot when he's looking out the out the side there, but that could be just about anything. It could be. And then with the way it goes across the front, who's to say that's not a mylar balloon caught up in the airstream? Because it is round, and it's shiny, and it flies literally right past the front of the plane. It does. But the fact that they've taken because they look at all of this footage, they get they mm. they would have a few hundred videos at least 
to, to go through. So they would know exactly all about this, that, that kind of stuff where it's explained. Mm. And they would look at it closely. But then, so they've obviously looked at this one, ruled out most things and gone, okay, what the hell is this? And put it into the, the we don't know what this is. Yeah, I'm still just a little iffy on that one. It's just, I think I'd need to watch it, a, you know, a few more times to sort of get a better, you know, have a better opinion of it. Yeah. But, you know, on, after watching it for the first couple of times, it's just sort of, yeah, I'm not keen on that one. Okay. Okay. I, this one, this is, so that's the flyby. Mm-hmm. That. I don't know what it was. Uh, I can't remember who said it. Well, I can't remember if it was Dave Fravor talking about it or Christopher Mellon or it was it was someone that I was listening to, mm. and they said that this was possibly the most emotional footage because of how close it comes to the aircraft. Yeah, which is uh, literally right in front of it. Yeah, it's right there and flies straight past it and keeps going. I've got a uh, freeze frame if you want to have a have a quick yeah. look at that. Yeah, throw it up. Yeah, let's have a look at this freeze frame. So there's going to be a bit of a delay because we're watching this on Twitch and we're not sharing a screen. So, yeah, so it's, look, it's blurry as all hell. Mm. Which, which all this footage normally is blurry as hell. Yeah. I don't, it, I don't, it, it, it could be the best HD cameras in the world and still be blurry as hell. Look, it's got to be. It's got to fit that aesthetic. It's there. It is. Yeah. So it's almost like it's almost like it's in two pieces, isn't it? You've got this top shiny part and then this darker part underneath. Well, that top shiny part would that be possibly the sun shining down on it? Because it's only at the top. So I'm thinking so, it could I mean, be the it could sun. Be. Yeah, I'm thinking it's just it's the sun hitting it, making it reflect and look really bright and silver. And then you got the darker bit underneath because that's obviously the darker, the darker part seems to have this weird shape to it, almost like it comes down and then sort of branches like has a piece of branches off of it. Potentially, I don't. I, I yeah. I don't know. I, I look at that and I feel like it's quite possibly uh, one one craft, hmm. essentially. I'm, I'm not saying it's not one it's craft, but it's, it's a weird-shaped craft. Yeah. It, well, that's the thing. We don't have... We've got our own specific Hollywood interpretation of what a UFO is. Yeah, just a good old flying saucer. Yeah. So what's to say that that's not how spacecrafts look like on whatever planet it is? Mm. Who's to say it's not? Yeah, I mean, each planet could have a different style, or if they're all from the same planet, they could be that each style is for a particular type of aircraft or a particular designation. So military, research, civilian, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's so that, many different... That's always a possibility. Yeah, there's so many... Because cause we don't have this technology currently, mm. 
It's just pure speculation from everyone. Yeah. Until one crashes and we can, which they claim that, like, you look at Roswell. Yeah. Like, the conspiracy there is that the spacecraft crashed and Mm. they're doing tests trying to reverse engineer it for, like, since way back when. When was was that? In the 40s? Late 40s? 40s, 50s. Something like that. Well before I was born. <laughs> That's all really? I really well really? truly before I was before my dad was even born. So yeah, that's you know, it's uh, that's totally a thing. Uh, <laughs> what your dad being born or what no no no, no it's been like you know it's <laughs> it's before then. But, but there's there's also theories that they've they're watching us and because. Because that happened right around all the nuclear shit. Mm. So there's another theory of them watching us going, hey, we've been through that. We've gone through that phase of history. Don't fuck it up like, you know, and we're going to... silly fucking monkeys. What are you doing? Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So what's to say that then... Because that's... There was all of this... This UFO stuff happened right around then. Mm. That's, That's where a lot of it happened then. And it's slowly been happening again throughout, like since that point in time up until now. It yeah. has been happening. But there was a lot of activity then. Mm. Right as all this nuclear shit happened, these UFOs started being seen. So well, maybe... There was, there was more regular reports than being seen. Yeah. And I think that was because at the time, there was a lot more attention being paid to the sky because we're talking end of World War Two, post-World War Two, moving almost straight into the um, Cold War, really. Yeah. So you've got a lot more eyes on the sky because, you know, you're talking about Germans and Japanese. Yep. And then we're talking about Russians. Yeah. So in America particularly, there was, yeah, a lot more eyes on the sky watching out for these aircraft and missiles and, um, you know, these apparent uh, weather balloons that the Japanese were sending over, all that sort of stuff. So... It's no, what you know, it's not a surprise really that there's been a lot more, especially now as technology is moving on and people are becoming more aware of UFOs. Um, there's more people just generally looking up at the sky with, you know, cameras and telescopes and all that other stuff. It's no wonder we're seeing a lot more of them. So it could be that prior to that year, there were a lot of sightings. But now there's more of them simply because we are watching the skies with better technology. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. More Mm. eyes on the sky. We're potentially going to see this a lot more and have the evidence there. So then we can analyse it over the course of time. And then who knows, maybe in 50 years' time, we're going to look back at some of this footage and go, oh, hang on, this, and then link it up with something that we've discovered in 50 years ago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. This is now technology we've got, we've got access to. Mm. And who knows in 50 years time, we could be able to go, Oh, well, that's a craft from X, Y, Z. And you know, it's, yeah, it's this particular type of craft rather than just, Oh, it is an unidentified flying object or UAP is now calling it. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Phenomenon. 
<laughs> no, I, I believe it's pronounced phenomena non. Phenomena. Phenomena non. Phenomena. <laughs> Banana ball. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you took the next step with that. I did. That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> don't you take my thing away from us, from me? Okay. Don't take this. You don't. You I'm don't sorry. do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's yours. Thank you. I, uh, I, thought, I thought my thing was taking one step too far, but clearly it's not. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to of that that first one. Five fifty eight, where there's more footage. This is the flashing triangle. Have you seen this flashing yes. triangle footage? Yeah, I was watching that. I was watching that today as well. Yeah. So this one is again quite interesting. The stigma has been reduced. Uh, We've also made progress in resolving the character of a limited number of UAP encounters. For example, let me show you a couple of, uh, another video and image uh, taken years apart in different areas. In this video, U.S. Navy personnel recorded what appears to be triangles, some flashing, recorded several years ago off the coast of the United States. This was recorded while the U.S. Navy ship uh, observed a number of small unmanned aerial systems uh, in the area. And importantly, the video was taken through night vision goggles with a single lens reflex camera. These remained unresolved for several years. Now, the single lens camera and all that, Vince, you know about cameras. I sure do. Why, why, why is that something specifically mentioned? Do you think? Uh, well, it definitely makes the fact that it's showing up as a triangle interesting. Um, unless there's something really weird about the particular lens that they were using, uh, there's no way that the triangle would just be an artifact of bokeh or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely weird that it's a perfect triangle and there's not really a mm. technical reason why the camera would produce that effect. That, okay, so that's, that's what I was wondering because it doesn't look as though there's any real flair around it for it to be anything causing it to look as though it is, you know, in a triangular shape. It does look triangular. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very perfect triangle. I mean, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to light, look, when you're looking at any sort of light through a lens, you normally have some sort of haloing around it. Is that correct? You can quite often have a uh, haloing. It really just depends on the the glass elements in the lens that you're looking through more than anything at all. Yeah. And, you know, particularly on a piece of military equipment, they it, it's not necessarily going to be the best. Mm. Um, you know, as with all of these kinds of military things, they will have cutting-edge technology in some areas and then cheap out as much as humanly possible in others. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. But I mean, also, you've got to take into consideration the fact that it looks as, well, to me, at least, as though they're filming through the uh, canopy of the cockpit, which you'd think would give some sort of bending of the light to some extent. But that is a completely perfect triangle. Yeah, and you can see that there's like an antennae or something like that in the, the footage yeah. and clouds and stuff like that, and there's no... No triangle artifacts or triangle reflections. All of the grain, uh, when it mm. zooms in really close, uh, all of that is just you know normal pixel 
pixelated yeah. green. And this thing is a perfect blinking triangle. That like, there's no technical reason why you would ever see that in a camera. No. And you've, just... you've done photography for a very long time. Have you ever seen anything like that, or anything even close to that? I mean, yeah, you can absolutely get, um, you know, anamorphic uh, lenses, um, cinema lenses, where the lens flares that you get actually take on a very specific shape. Um, and you can create these kind of effects digitally. Uh, like, for example, in the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, mm -hmm. there's a scene where they, I'm pretty sure it was a digitally created uh, out-of-focus highlights, which are called bokeh, in heart shapes. So all of the point light sources, like street lights or car headlights and things like that, they actually took, took on like a heart shape because yeah. they digitally manipulated it to do that. And on anamorphic lens, lens flares um, from cinematic lenses like that, yeah, they, they absolutely will take on squares or, you know, specifically shaped ovals and things like yeah. that where it, it's obviously that obviously the shape of that highlight, uh, that lens flare is being manipulated by the lens that it's going through. So does that only work for light or would that work for any sort of source? It, it only works for light. Um, and that's why on like a normal camera lens, if you take mm. a photo pointed into the sun, the lens flare that you get off of that across the, the camera and across the shot will be circular because that's how yeah. normal camera lenses are designed. And it's not just one that you can track like that. Mm. It's multiples, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So even that... Yes, it's possible to recreate this, but not as a single flashing source. Correct? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. That's very, very interesting footage. I don't even know yes. what to say about that one because that one, that one's quite old. That was from twenty nineteen. <clears throat> So it's not even like that one is super old and or anything like that. Mm. It's, it's 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 still it's still fairly recent and it's just yeah. it's a hard one to grasp. It is but especially seeing how we're not seeing it through you know flare, we're not seeing it through IR, we're seeing it in standard night vision. Yeah. It, and it's so bright when it flashes as well. And that's that, that's near perfect. It's a near perfect triangle. Yeah, definitely. It's I don't know. There's something about that one that yeah, it's it's different. It's very mm. different that one because a lot of the others are just oh yeah, here's a craft, it's doing things. Whereas that one is here is a near perfect triangle. Yeah, and that it, flashes. That's moving. Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, if there was more to it, if there was more, you know, if it was being tracked with a different camera, if there was, you know, a little more backstory to, you know, how they picked up on it, then, yeah, you could probably comment on it a bit further. But, yeah, it's just one of those ones where you have to wait until someone else brings out something to go, well, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, this one, I don't even know what to say about this this footage, hmm. to be honest. I 
with I don't all, I don't know. I, I would just add with all of the other ones that we've watched so far, one of the simplest explanations is that it's an artifact of uh you know, like a fault in the clear sensor or something yeah, like, like, like that. Like, like a smudge on the lens or Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those one of those things that you can toss out as completely unverifiable as the actual explanation but also yeah. is simple enough that it's plausible yeah uh, um, but this one there's nothing like that that you could say about it yeah yeah this this is just i don't i don't yeah this is very very interesting mm. and yet there'd still be plenty of people out there that would just straight up dismiss this yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it, it's like with everything that we talk about, there's a lot of people that argue and they'll be able to just, they'll just dismiss it no matter what. But to me, at least, unlike, you know, unlike, say, the flyby, which was the one that I was the most, you know, on the fence about, this one here is a little more definitive because you do see it sort of track in from behind the clouds. Yeah. At the start there. And then, yeah, given the fact that it is this perfect lit up shape, which, you know, goes from being in the dark to being, you know, flashing, uh, if you like. It's probably yeah, the most, to me at least, is the most undeniable to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's There's not too many things that you can look at this and go, oh, this is what it is and explain it. Mm. That's, the th- that's the thing about the skeptics is some of the... Some of the things that they use to dismiss this, like they are stretching. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like with the paranormal where you don't where you can we have so much that you can say to be like, oh yeah, no, it definitely is not it's definitely not real, it's definitely false. Um, whereas this it's like the only the only thing that I want to have a really good look at is other is the whole thing flashing or to me, at least, I mean, I don't have my glasses on. And to me, it appears as though it flashes from, if you like, the leading edge, so the top left, down through at some at points. Whereas that, other times, it looks as though it's flashing from a different side first. That could just be rolling shutter, um, yeah. which is basically an effect where uh, the way that most cameras will record a frame of video is that they'll start at the top left and they'll take the top left uh, line of okay, pixels yeah. and then the next line of pixels and so on. Very, very few cameras will actually do a whole frame all at once, which prevents gotcha. that effect. Pretty much only cinema yeah. cameras will, will do that. Okay, in that, in that case, that would make sense then. It's, it's a possible explanation, yeah. Yeah, so, and this is why we have Vince here to mm. do the technical discussion on stuff, because I, I, yeah, I don't know that, that stuff. And I've got no fucking clue about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. So the last YouTube link that I sent to you, Vince. This is uh, this is again from the the uh, the hearing that they had in Congress earlier in the week. So this is taken from like just basically a highlights package, which went for about ten minutes. It's a privilege to be two, here with you today. Two to sections of it that I took out. Identified aerial phenomenon or UAP. So if we skip to five what minutes and twenty-two seconds. Developmental programs. 
there's a couple of minutes where they're talking about the it's also been reported uh, that there have been UAP weapon deactivation uh, and interacting with and flying over so sensitive just military facilities, particularly not just ranges, but uh, some facilities housing our strategic nuclear forces. Uh, one such incident allegedly occurred uh, uh, at Malmstrom Air Force Base, in which 10 of our nuclear ICBMs were rendered inoperable. At the same time, a glowing red orb was observed overhead. I'm not commenting on the accuracy of this. I'm simply asking you whether you're aware of it and whether you have any comments on the accuracy of that report. Let me pass that to Mr. Bray. You've been looking at UAPs over the last uh, three years. Uh, that data is not uh, within the holdings of the UAP task force. Okay. But are you aware of the, the report or that the data exists somewhere? Uh, I, have, uh, I have heard stories. I have not seen the official data. So you've just seen informal stories, no official assessment that you've done or exists within DOD that you're aware of uh, regarding the Malmstrom incident? Uh, all I can speak to is, you know, what's within my cognizance, the UAP task force, and we have not looked at that incident. Well, I, would say, I mean, it's a pretty high-profile incident. Uh, I, I don't claim to be an expert on this, but that's out there in the ether. You're, you're the guys investigating it. I mean, who else is doing it? If something was officially brought to our attention, we would look at it. Uh, there are many things that are out there in the ether that aren't officially brought to our attention. So how would it have to be officially brought to your you attention? I'm bringing it to your attention. Sure. So, this is pretty official. Sure. So we'll go back and take a look at it, but certainly there is some um, authoritative figure that says there is an incident that occurred. We'd like you to look at this. Uh, but in terms of just tracking what may be in the media that says that something occurred at this time at this place, uh, there are probably a, a lot of leads that we would have to follow up on. I don't think we have resource to do that right now. Well, I don't claim to be an authoritative figure, but for what it's worth, I would like you to look in, into it. And sure. if for no other reason, you could dismiss it and say this is not worth wasting resources on. We'll um, and have we attempted to communicate with those objects? Uh, no. So we don't, we so don't without a, a look. That, let me just bring up a... Here, so Vince, if you want to bring up the report, uh, the the Daily Mail uh, article that I have here, this is very recent from uh, the nineteenth of May, twenty twenty-two, Daily Mail Australia. Uh, let me just read through just the the footnotes here, the the up the top. So, former Minuteman commander slams Pentagon officials for saying. They knew nothing about UFO incident that shut down nuclear missiles at U.S. Air Base in 1967 because he reported it to DOD last year. Robert Salas, Salas, I don't know, I, I'm probably butchering that, <laughs> but we're going, yeah. So, Robbo, because, you know, <laughs> Just Australia, because Australia, Australia, uh, has claimed Pentagon officials lied about not having information about a mysterious UFO incident that deactivated U.S. nuclear missiles in 1967. That's... I can understand why they're calling these things a threat if they're deactivating mm. the nuclear missiles. But I'm also hesitant to call them a threat because they are just things that are flying about in the sky and they're going, this is a threat. No, it's not. You just don't know what it is. Yeah, and that, that comes back to that whole thing that we were, the whole point we brought up, I think it was last week, with Americans and the fact that, you know, if they were given all this information, all of a sudden they'd go and just start shooting at the sky. Yeah. 
because everything just suddenly becomes a threat to them. Yeah. I that that be yeah, it's almost the equivalent of saying that pigeon that's flying through the sky above you is a threat. Well, it's not a threat. It's just a pigeon that's doing its thing. Yeah, exactly you know. right. Yeah. Where, uh, where, where does the actual threat come from? Yeah, sure, I can get it. Okay, they've shut down this nuclear silo, but who's to say that they were shutting it? It was only one silo, correct? Uh, I be- Yeah, I believe it was well, one silo. One, one facility. Yes. In so 1967. They did shut down... All the facility, all the nuclear facilities, all at once. They didn't shut down all in an area all at once. It was one facility. Yeah. So who's to say? Like we were going back to the point before of it, of it really sort of UFO activity starting to kick off around about the end of World War Two with all the nuclear activity. Who's to say that it's it wasn't a whole thing of well, we could pick up on they could have been picking up on something going wrong at that facility and we're stopping say, some sort of explosion or disaster like that, or some some disaster like that. Yeah, that is one option. Uh, They could also be just showing, hey, look at what what we we can can do. do. Whipping whipping their dick out and, you know, being like, hey, you know, this is what we've got. Yeah, your your biggest weapons are inferior. Yeah, we can shut down your whole facility, we can... You know, basically lock down all your launches and you won't be able to do shit. Yeah. Uh, so continuing on here, intelligence officials Scott Bray and Ronald Moultrie were grilled by a House subcommittee Tuesday in the first public UFO hearing in more than 50 years. What I want to know is, A, why has it taken 50 years to discuss this stuff? And B, if they've waited 50 years, why are they talking about it now? Why all of a sudden, after 50 years, they're going, hang on, we need to discuss this. Why now? I think what it was was, uh, uh, he wasn't the president at the time, but Gerald Ford yep. was the first one to really bring UFO activity into the limelight and to bring it to Congress. And then after he... Was no longer pre. I think it was even when he no. It might be when he became president. It all just sort of got put on the back burner, and like it does when it comes to anything to do with any government, unless it's you know something that needs to be discussed here and now or through you know three years from now, like it is most governments, it just sort of gets tucked in, you know, pushed away, tucked under the carpet. But the reason why it's all being brought to the front again now is because uh, at beginning of COVID in the States, one of the things that they uh, actually laid out and that the government laid out in a plan was to actually start these hearings on UFO activity and it's sort of almost in line with the whole, what was it called, Space Force or whatever it is that um, Trump started? I don't know about that. A lot of it was all in line with that. Right, okay. So So I I know there have been presidents in the past that have wanted mm. to know and have said that they are going to release Gerald, Gerald Ford was the one who really pushed it. And he that, was, that was one. When he, he, that was when he was still senator, though. Yeah. Uh, Clinton also said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nixon, I think, was it Nixon or someone also said it? Uh, there, there have been a few that have said mm. that they are going to 
declassify all this footage and put it out there into the public realm, and then it hasn't happened. Yeah, but funnily enough, it was under the Trump administration that it was actually started, that it was actually pushed. That's that's interesting. Because it was it was done, yeah, it was, it's part of a um a report. Like I said, it, it, I'm 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 trying to remember something that I quickly read last night here. It was a report that was done, yeah, beginning of COVID in the US for it's something that and you know, when everything while everything was kind of shut down and not move, you know, nothing was really moving as quickly through the Senate for these things to be start, you know, for some people to start to look into this stuff and to start to declassify it. And it just so happens that it was also around about the time of year Trump's space force that they it really started to sort of go, okay, well, let's start these hearings. Okay. That's, yeah. So hopefully in the next few years, we're going to see more and more videos becoming mm. declassified. Uh, so I'll just go through the rest of the, the notes here. Uh, asked about the incident at Malmstrom. Uh, Bray said that data is not within the holdings of the UAP task force. I have heard stories. I have not seen the official data on that. So they're, they're really trying to, you know... Trying to cover something there. They're trying to handball it, essentially. It's not our problem. Uh, but Salas told DailyMail.com he reported the event at the time, has spoken about it repeatedly, and reported it to the government's UFO task force in 2021. The response I got was... We already know your story, so unless you've got something new, we don't need to hear what you've got to say. That speaks volumes. Does that tell you to shut the fuck up and piss off Crackpot, or is that them yeah. saying, we know, we actually know more about this than what you think we do? Uh, I feel like that's them going, we don't care about your story. We don't need to hear about it. We already, we've heard it. Everyone's heard it. Shut up. I don't think it's a, we know more about this story than you do. Uh, but, uh, that's, but then again, that's also the way it's been written by the Daily Mail. Yeah, so, so I it, don't it, know. It could, it could have been anything. They could be paraphrasing quite heavily there. Yeah. Not pictured off screen of the little scroll that I've got going is like nine out of ten articles being shitty celebrity uh like paparazzi yeah. articles so you know <laughs> yeah this is the daily mail that we're talking about here yeah, that's true <laughs> so it, it could be the complete opposite of what they've written really yeah uh the former air force captain was on duty at montana's maelstrom air force base in march of 1967 when a mysterious red orb flew over Security guards witnessed a glowing red saucer-shaped orb and seconds later, klaxons and warning lights went off, warning that the nukes had become inactive. Within the next few seconds, we had lost six to eight missiles to a no-go condition or inoperable. So that right there, with that, I can understand and I can see why they're saying it's a threat. Yeah. And the fact that this is all sort of starting to come out now, when this happened in 1967, that's, yeah, I feel like it should have been... Well, 67 was height of the Cold War, wasn't it? 
Uh, could have been, potentially. I have literally no idea. I'm not well-versed in history and dates and years and all that sort of stuff. You see, I mean, there's something in the back of my slightly messed up brain is telling me that, yeah, 67 was like peak Cold War time. Yeah. So I could definitely see why it would be, if that is the case, I could see why it would be considered a threat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, it's, yeah. It's it's interesting that it's coming mm. out now, and the fact that he has said, you know, oh, I've been saying this for years, and they're still not really taking it seriously, almost in a way. Yeah, they're just kind of almost brushing it off as just another crackpot talking about an experience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. it's... I don't know. It's it's hard to really say anything on it without more actual, without there being any more information on it, without there being any real recordings or anything. Yeah. So maybe I don't. There's probably literally no evidence. Yeah. Except other than all the story. reports and things like that that were recorded yeah. at the time. Yeah. Which is a shame. It'd be nice to have. And I've seen there's abduction stories and plenty of other like personal stories that mm. talk about this glowing red orb. Yeah. So it's, this is not a one-off random, oh, yeah, it's a red orb kind of thing. It's There are multiple stories where the people have no connection to each other. Yeah. And, yeah, they've come through with with, the, with all these random connections. So... But it's what, it's what we do as human beings. We make random connections between things that, that aren't necessarily connected anyway. No, but I feel like there's a pretty big connection if someone goes, yeah, it was a red glowing orb, and then someone else goes, yeah, it was a red glowing orb. I feel like that's a pretty, yeah. that's not a, yeah. that's not a connection of, oh, they're clutching at straws here. That's a connection of, uh, is this the same thing? Yeah, I suppose if, if we're talking about two people seen at the same time, then, you know, within, you know, close proximity time-wise, then, yeah. Yeah. So even even the things happening years and years apart. Mm. When you've got these similarities, you you kind of have to look at it and go, well, maybe it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is something that we need to look into, and pay attention to. Mm. Uh, so with that, we are going to take a break, uh, an extended break this time, for reasons, and we will reconvene momentarily. Excellent. We'll be back soon. Bye. Get your hands on the new LMA condoms with holes so small you won't even notice. Okay, and we are back once again from our from an extended break this time. Mm. So it's so, unusual. It doesn't quite feel right when you go over five minutes, does it? No, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, I have not topped up my coffee because I've definitely I've, topped up mine. Yeah, well, I, I feel like two liters <laughs> of coffee. <laughs> is enough that's why i should probably stop there at my two liters because if i keep going i'm gonna get the shakes and my heart's probably gonna give out and be like no nah, this is too much caffeine i'm out i quit yeah let's not talk about heart issues eh? <laughs> yeah, nah, this is i've got another doctor's caffeine. appointment this week I'm let's out. not talk about heart issues 
You're right, okay. Uh, hopefully it's a positive... <laughs> I've got another doctor's appointment this appointment week. ...that you have, and the doc goes, good work, Tim. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter what your ailment is. It's always weight-related. Yeah. Uh, everything, from, everything a doctor says is going to be weight issues. Yeah, especially for those who don't watch the uh, don't watch us on stream or don't watch the actual footage on Spotify, I'm a fat man. <laughs> I'm very much a fat man. We, it's it's pronounced we, a fat man. We are a fat man. Sure. <laughs> Except for Vince. Vince is scrawny. Yeah, but, not as scrawny as I used to be. No, not not from back in the band days when we were in a band together. You had uh, visible rib cages. <laughs> invisible rib, rib cages. Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used so to call you ribs back in the day because you had multiple rib cages. Uh <laughs> last time my ribs were invisible, I was still a fetus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so <laughs> let's nice. jump in. We've got one more Thanks, bit of man. footage. This is the last bit of footage. It's a, it's, a little bit older. It's not one of the super recent ones, but... It's still one that I hadn't seen, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so this is a news report from looks like 2021. Let's uh, roll the clip, please. Videos Vince. recorded by U.S. Navy personnel have added a new layer of evidence to the current national debate about UFOs. For the first time, radar images recorded inside a Navy ship have confirmed the presence of several unknown objects that swarmed around the ship for hours. I-team reporter George Knapp here with a story that broke today on Mystery Wire. Thanks, Brian. Over the past three years or so, so the public has been able to see several astounding images of what's... Uh, can we sk skip into 41 seconds? And it's interesting, George Knapp, very... If you don't know who George Knapp is, he does a lot of paranormal and mysterious stuff. I didn't even know he was on the news, to be honest. The unexplained, basically. Yeah, yeah, very interesting kind of guy. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's play this For two long hours on the night of July 15, 2019, the crew of the USS Omaha detected on multiple sensor systems unknown objects that surrounded the ship as it moved through ocean waters west of San Diego. One of the objects, a self-illuminated sphere at least six feet in diameter, flew alongside the Omaha for an extended period and was observed through a thermal sensor in the ship's combat center. Filmmaker Jeremy Corbell released the Navy video weeks ago and says similar events were reported by eight other Navy ships in the same area over three days. Mark Varian Range. There was numerous warships that are having similar um, appearing, it appears to be coordinated interaction. And, uh, and, and, this, and this whole series was within this kind of, I'd say, circumference of 100 miles. And, and there was up to 50 to 100 contacts. In the last three years, the Pentagon has reluctantly confirmed the legitimacy of UFO so, images captured by Navy ships and air... Uh, yeah, Tim? Yeah, I find Take it, it away. I find that, that particular footage very interesting, especially um, with this particular report when we get in a bit further. 
where they're showing the actual radar as well as the camera footage. Because the, these objects, it wasn't just the one, it was multiple objects over a space of a few hours. I think they had anywhere up to 14 on the radar at one time. And this particular one here, you actually see it. Yes, once again, we could go into the whole thing of it could be explained, but you see it go from being on the screen there in the middle of the crosshairs to literally dipping below the water. Yeah, and they they even mention it as well. And these yeah, are, the guy the guys going splash splash splash. It's like, well, yeah, it definitely splashes because you don't see it go up, you don't see it travel sideways. You see it literally just go down. Yeah, and the thing is, these guys are they, <coughs> they see these this kind of stuff, or not, you know, specifically UFOs, but they see things hmm. constantly, so they can identify. They could pick Natural up, but they could say whether it's some sort of, you know, submersible sitting on the horizon, which yeah. if this was taken at night, you're not going to be able to tell the horizon even with a flare camera anyway. But the fact that these guys are, you can tell by their voices that they're just like, yeah, we're tracking something. Yeah, exactly right. But what are we tracking? Yeah, yeah. So that, they would have come across all sorts of things and mm. be like, oh, yeah. And they'll see it and go, okay, so it's this, it's that, yeah. whatever it is, and then they, they move on with their day. But when you've got these guys saying, what the hell is this? Hmm. Oh, shit, splash, splash, it's gone down. Uh, yeah, it's... It's it, it's it's a little more believable, yeah. I guess you'd say. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that, as I say, we get more further in, and they're tracking these things over a course of a number of hours... Um, I think it was the day before another group of vessels were tracking something similar. And they're picking these up, not just on the camera, but they're picking up on multiple um, multiple devices, including the radar. Yeah. Well, speaking of the radar, Vince, if you could take us to... Okay, so this is a two-minute clip at 2.04... So between 2.04 and 4.07, please. Let's just check this out. These cases, there is now. Well, if you can write a general that long where we're at, yes, and then uh, the number of contacts you got, the course the speed meters on. Over a period of hours, crew members on the USS Omaha, which is located in the center of this radar screen, monitored the approach of the unknown objects, as many as 14 at one point, all around the ship. Two different radar systems watched the objects and estimated their speed. Track 781 just sped up to 46 knots, 50 knots, closing in. That was pretty much perfectly zero, zero, zero relative, right? Yeah. Corbell obtained the images from sources he declines to identify. The Pentagon's UAP task force considers the Omaha spheres to be true unknowns. The ships that were under observation by the unknowns were unable to track where they came from or where they disappeared to. The Omaha sphere appears to have vanished into the ocean. Splashed. At that point, it also vanished from all sensors. In one video snippet, nine of the objects were seen around the Omaha, but two of them dropped off, somehow invisible to two radar systems. And it supports the hypothesis that these are not just a balloon dropping into the water, or it's not um, 
something that is easily explained. These are true unidentifieds in mass number, and we'll talk more about that, but that's what we're showing people, where you have radar data that goes with FLIR data, what everybody has been bellyaching for. So here you go. If these are foreign-made high-tech drones, how do they fly with no wings, rotors, or detectable exhaust? Do they possess some sort of cloaking ability? The sensor data combined with the video images raises difficult questions. These are unidentified. We don't know what they are. Everybody tries to corner me in saying they're aliens or something like this. I have no idea. Hey, hey, track George Knapp, 8 News Now. So, as Jeremy Corbell says, he has no idea. He's not saying these are UFOs. Mm. He has no He, say, he, he specifically says he just has no idea what the hell they are at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, it, there's the whole fact that, you know, with those radar images, you can see that, obviously, like they state, the vessel that they're on is dead centre. Yeah. Those other objects around them aren't other vessels or aren't other terrestrial vessels. Because no. this was this was a sol this was effectively a solo run for the ship. So the fact that it goes from like uh you know, right there we've got what, three other craft on there, four other craft on there, to like nine to fourteen, back down to seven, up to nine again. It was all over the place. You got you know, craft that can be seen on the radar but not seen visibly, and then the yeah. opposite, craft that can be seen visibly but not seen on the radar. Yeah. Which you shouldn't have one or the other. You should only really, from my understanding of things, have both. Yeah, you should. You should be able to, if you can, if you if can you physically can see, see it. If you visibly see it, it should be on radar. Yeah. Unless, obviously, it's outside radar range, but these things they were tracking were within radar range. Yeah, yeah, and and then as soon as they go under the water, they're gone. Mm. Which, Not being tracked anymore, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, which even on the, I'd say, you know, if they were able to track it on the sonar, they would probably bring up the fact that they were tracking on the sonar as well. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously underwater vessels, you got to be tracking with sonar rather than radar because they're not visible to radar, which doesn't penetrate water. Yeah, exactly right. So, and the... It's smart if if they've looked at us over, who knows, the last 50-odd years, mm. we'll say, that they would know if, if they hide underneath uh, in, in the water, we don't know what the hell is down there. There's only a, a, a small fraction of mm. the oceans that we have actually explored. So there is so much space down there for them to be able to hide if they can get their craft exactly, down there exactly. and the pressure like does 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 the water pressure affect the craft you know that that's what i like to know what, what's the difference between pressure in water and pressure in space yeah it's it's definitely it's very very mm. interesting that one mm. i mean it also comes down to the whole thing of um you know the fact that we apparently know more about space than what we do about you know what's beneath our oceans yeah, yeah. So it's it's it, it's one of those crazy concepts. For all we know, they could have a base below the you know below the sea that they actually operate out from. Yeah, maybe that, maybe they're hanging out at, in <coughs> Atlantis. <laughs> Who knows? They might be. You don't know. Well, that, that's true. I don't know. 
Oh, so maybe they're just chilling in Atlantis and they pop up every now and yeah, then. just pop up every so often, fuck around with us and then pop back down again. Yeah. So maybe they're Atlanteans. <laughs> yeah, who's I mean, to, it's just... Who's to say they're not? Well, that's true. I mean, you know, apparently Atlantis had advanced technology when it did or did not exist anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very inter- Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. So maybe, I don't know, is there maybe there's more radar footage out there that has not been leaked or declassified yet? Mm, quite likely. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully they've got radar footage out there and they, mat- they can match it up with actual video footage. Yeah. Like, you know, Jules screen and have both operate at the same time. You see that you can see this particular UFO, UAP, whatever we're calling it now, and match up with that radar footage so you can actually see it going past the vessel, past the, you know, the plane or whatever it is that's taking that's gathering this information. Yeah. Rather than just going, okay, well, yeah, it does kind of match up. I'd love to see it actually matched. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that concludes the visual aspect of a audio format po- podcast. Uh, so that's <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm glad we've got a podcast, audio format podcast. And uh, yeah, we're talking about video footage. And this is why you should be watching on Twitch. I mean, you're listening through Spotify, have it open so you can actually see us and, you know, play the game. Yeah. Exactly right. Now, Vince, you had something that you wanted to discuss personally, didn't you? Yes. Uh, so I'll just preface this by saying that uh, I, I would describe myself as uh, generally a skeptic on these kinds of subjects. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I treat the idea of aliens or Bigfoot or anything like that much like I treat the idea of God in that... Uh, Evidence, uh, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Yeah. While there's not really any great amount of proof for the existence of any of this stuff, uh, other than blurry video. (laughs) It's always a blurry video. (laughs) You've got to have a low-quality video. Yeah. Um, If if there's no low-quality video, did it actually happen? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Sorry, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, Pixels, pixels, and or it didn't happen. There's, there's just no way that you could discount the possibility. No, you can't. Mm. So I have a little thought experiment that I want to run past you guys, just because I'm personally curious what you guys are going to say. Okay. Uh, right. and what numbers you're going to give me? This is going to be maths, unfortunately. But oh, forty-two, everyone. Forty-two. Uh, we're not there yet. Okay, sorry. But that is a good answer. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just want to add that I am absolutely fucking shocking at maths. So if I get any numbers at all, just be happy. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be asking you for a, a, a number between zero and one, and we'll, we'll roll through it. So I'll explain it as we go. Oh, okay. So let's go. The the premise for this uh, mm-hmm. is Fermi's paradox. That's basically what I'm going to talk about for a bit. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. So Please that explain. Is, uh, how old do you think the universe is? 
So they say it is uh, 13 point something billion years old. Mm. Correct. You get a gold star. Yay! <laughs> Using uh, technology within humanity's reach, say even within the reach of our, our development in the next thousand years, mm. and assuming that you know all logistical concerns can be managed, how long do you think it would take us to effectively colonize the entire galaxy? Just the Milky Way galaxy. I was, I was about to clarify. So you mean just the Milky Way, <laughs> or are we yeah. talking beyond? Ah, to colonize the, colonize the Milky thing. Way. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess, and I'm going to say for the the current existence of the universe. Uh, close. That's my guess. 13, 13 billion years for the entire, to colonize the entire Milky Way. Close. What do you reckon, Tim? I'd have to say around about the same. I'd say sort of 11 to 16 billion years. So scientists that are interested in this kind of thing mm -hmm. and Fermi himself theorized that it would only actually take probably tens of millions of years. Oh, and you said 13 okay. billion was close. We, if assuming the Milky Way existed from the moment the galaxy started, uh, the, the universe started existing, we could have colonized the universe like 700 times over. Oh, wow. If we okay, started so from the, today's technology. So they're, they're talking like rapid expansion of technology then? Not even necessarily. We're talking probably generational ships. So, ah, oh, uh, yeah, I didn't even take that into consideration. Building yeah. a base on the moon, building a ship big enough to house thousands of people who will mm -hmm. spend multiple generations in space, living in space, growing their own food inside the ship, recycling yeah. everything, and then eventually landing on a habitable planet and colonizing it. Right. Okay. So, given yeah, no. that, if there are other alien civilizations in within our own galaxy mm -hmm. and there are many stars and solar systems <laughs> much older than our own why haven't we seen any evidence of them well it comes down to the would they want to make contact mm. with us absolutely there are a lot of reasons why we to the uh, potential explanations of why we haven't met or seen really strong evidence of other alien life. So the thought experiment is this. What do you think the odds are of a rocky planet forming around a sun, a star, within our galaxy? Within our galaxy? Uh, look, I'm going to say the odds are infinitely tiny let's say let's try and use our own solar system as an example so we have several mm -hmm. and several gas giants if we just say the main nine planets and planetoids yeah uh, let, let's just call it 50 percent. so 0.5 okay of those rocky planets that form around a star how many form within the goldilocks zone which is the zone where the temperature is not too hot, not too cold, and allows for organic life to form easily. Two, two to three. 
So let's say that is multiplied by 0 0.3, so 30%. Mm -hmm. Of those Goldilocks planets, how many are likely to form life? Maybe yeah. one if you're lucky. So let's call it 10% optimistically. That's, yeah, I was going to say that's being quite optimistic. I was going to say maybe half a percent. <laughs> of those planets that form life, how many are likely to form intelligent life? Yeah, now you're, now you're talking. Yeah. By our own definition of you know, self-aware and uh, able to use tools and communicate, social, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that you know, to, to our best understanding, these are the essential things to forming a civilization. I mean, you could, in all reality, you could push it out to 100%. Ooh. I don't know about 100. Yeah, but even if 100% is literally that one planet. Yeah. That one planet that develops. So, develops life. Even, even if it's only as far as, say what we would consider apes who were using tools were self-aware. But, but on saying that, if you if you want to go with apes, what about, say, crows? crows dolphins, use tools, mm, octopus, yeah, dolphins, yeah. yeah. Well, basically any animal, really. Yeah. Okay. So there's intelligence and there's usage of tools within there, There's intelligence and then there's human intelligence. Factoring in the probability of mass extinction events. Oh. Well. <laughs> so not only does there have to be evolutionary pressure for said creature, whatever it is, to form yeah. that intelligent life, but it also has to survive the, as far as we're aware, high likelihood that all life will get wiped out at some point. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, look. So even if you say there's an eighty percent chance of happening at the lowest, the so, likelihood to evolve beyond that point to get to intelligence, so and we'll call it self-aware intelligence, probably it drops down to about forty percent okay. likelihood. I like it. Optimistic. Very good. Very optimistic here. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best for this for this non-existent planet here. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta believe in him, you know. What 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 is this planet called? Have you got a name for the for this planet? Oh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, what is the probability that this intelligent life mm -hmm. makes it into space without destroying itself? When you say into space, do you literally just mean into orbit, or are we talking space travel? Space travel, as in at the level we are of genuinely considering going to Mars and staying there for an extended period. Well, if, they're they're anything not... like, if they're anything like us, then it's only about 10% possibility. We've come so close to nuking ourselves so many times. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, in that case, drop it down to 2%. <laughs> All right. So we're already adding many, many zeros onto this probability that uh, life could exist. Now, yeah. what this is, uh, this <laughs> is called basically Drake's equation. 
which is just I taking ha- the probability of all these little logical steps that you have to go through to reach intelligent spacefaring colonizing life mm-hmm. multiplying them all together to try and figure out what are, what is the actual odds that alien life exists uh once you go through all of this we realize that we actually don't know what most of these probabilities actually are yeah and that's this what i was going to say is and this is the number that we've come up with is literally from two three guys who have no fucking idea anyway yeah and we haven't even gone through all the logical steps there's you know mm. how likely is intelligent life going to be colonizing intelligent life yeah which is a big one um, yeah. and that kind of thing. The thing that I did want to mention, though, is obviously uh, if you go with a pessimistic view on these probabilities, the mm-hmm. likelihood is less than one. Yeah. Uh, in, Understandable. The galaxy. But at that point, we may as well just start praying to God because we're obviously a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. The The... the... The, the reason that, like, well, not the reason, but, like, the likelihood of humans being on Earth is so infinitely small. Mm. Like, if if the um, the asteroid didn't hit Earth and wipe out the dinosaurs, we would not be here. It's the butterfly exactly. effect. Yeah. yeah. There's no way that we would have survived being alive at the same time that, like, all your big... Dinosaurs, you mega creatures. Yeah, yeah, and all the me- the mega me- mega fauna as well mm. that 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 used to be on Earth. There's no way that we would have survived any of that shit. That that shit would have looked at us <laughs> as humans and gone, "Oh, fucking chomp." <laughs> Goodbye, humans. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the, we... the other side of that coin is that uh, SETI search mm. for extra extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, some of their uh, the scientists involved in that project, uh, including you know titans like Carl Sagan, have actually speculated through Drake's equation. Um, you know, obviously it's a very simplistic equation, but have speculated that it could be a thousand and a hundred million potential civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. Really? Yeah. That's wow. Massive. Because I was thinking, okay, it's so so small of a chance within the Milky Way, but then you if you have to look beyond the Milky Way and the universe is... They speculate that the universe is infinite, which means mm. as far as... Like, even though that percentage of intelligent life being so small, when you times that by infinity, there has to be intelligent life somewhere within the universe. You would expect so. Yeah. And like I just uh, mentioned, there could be uh, intelligent life on the other side of our galaxy, but it might just not be colonizing intentional life. Yeah. In, uh, you know, 10 million years, we might make it to the other side of the galaxy and find just this weird species that we have absolutely no understanding of just trundling around on their own planet, happily living in their little communities and not going out into space. Yeah. That is that is a, a possibility. But then there's also the possibility that with all of the, 
the things that we've discussed today, all of the footage that the the US government is withholding and it's not being leaked. Like, who's to say that's not coming from outside of the Milky Way? Who's to say it's not coming from a parallel universe? Absolutely. In the time scale of humanity, you know, we've only been recording uh, information, written recordings for thousands of years. And we're talking about time mm. scales of millions and tens of millions of years. Yeah. Uh, and there's absolutely no reason to think that, you know, a potential alien civilization or whatever might be able to very easily hide themselves from us. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's even theories, like getting away from aliens slightly, there's a theory out there that there is an infinite number of us out there in the universe. The many words, worlds theorem. Yeah, that's it. The many worlds. Yeah. So there's an infinite number of Tims God. and an infinite number of Vinces and an Terrifying. infinite number of Toms. Yeah. And this infinite numbers of us's are doing this podcast right now, but it might be ever so slightly different. So one version, I might have said the names in a different order. It's it's mind-boggling, really. Mm -hmm. mm. So, yeah, thought exp I love thought experiments like that, but they also kind of make me feel so damn insignificant in the grand scheme of everything. Absolutely. Well, I mean, in all reality, we are. Well, yeah, we, and that's that comes back to when you asked me last week, I think it was, the meaning of life. And I said, realistically, <laughs> nothing fucking matters. Yeah. So, but we've, hey, oh, look, we've got someone else here in Mr. Vince. Yeah, actually, you go on. Okay, here, here's one for you, Vince. Uh-huh. What, to you, is the meaning of life? That is a real tricky one. Um... I can say that I have thought about it before. Have you? So, have you put a lot of thought into it, or are you talking about it's just a question? Going, I wonder what the meaning of life is. Yeah, it's kind of more along those lines. I haven't had any hugely deep and meaningful discussions. I've had many theological discussions with a couple of my religious friends, uh, which yep. is always interesting. Yeah, that's. I, I really want to get a religious person in on this podcast at some stage. And discuss a few. There's a few things that I want to discuss. Absolutely. A few controversial points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Continue. Uh, I, I would say that the meaning of life, if it exists, until I get any other evidence, uh, the true meaning of life uh, to whatever higher power that's created the universe and us, or not. Uh, it's such. Uh, I am so insignificant compared to that, that it doesn't really matter what I do anyway. So the, the best thing that I could possibly do is just enjoy myself. Yeah. And I try like and be it. good to my, my fellow humans. Okay. And the flip side of that, what do you believe happens when we kick the bucket? I don't know. 
that that is legitimately as far as I kind of go on that answer. It, it's again, it's to the point where it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, because as far as we know, right now we aren't going to know or understand or comprehend what happens after. Whether that's nothing or something. It doesn't matter to me in this life, so I should just try and enjoy this life. That's a very interesting answer. That's very interesting. If because... if I saw God tomorrow, I'd probably change my tune. But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't I personally don't believe that will happen either. Because then it would come down to if God is real and if God came down to earth out of what is it, seven point whatever billion people on the planet right now, why would he choose you to talk to? I mean I'm pretty special, but I'm not that special. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. So that was so for anyone that is only listening to this episode and hasn't listened to any of the others, that right there, that uh, essentially your answers, Vince, they are almost they're the reason why LMA exists. That was the catalyst for this entire thing coming to fruition and becoming a viable thing and a tangible thing. That. I I pondered death. As soon as I turned 30, I thought I thought about death and I wondered what was after it and what my life had been like what what my life meant up until that that point when I hit 30. And I decided that I needed to do something and that I wanted to to be better essentially. Oh. And on that note, there goes Tim. Yeah. Tim oh dear. Just, Tim Tim has the dropped out. So gone all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh god. Let me just send a quick invite back to Tim. I can't oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how he does. How, he's going to have to jump back in himself, I believe. That's right. We'll just talk with each other. This is a Timless section of the podcast. And the video is <laughs> going to be all fucked up. Oh, yeah, 100%. It is. It is. The video is me split across the two screens at the moment. Yeah. I'm I mean, you, you could. Yeah, I was going to say, you could just put it onto the one screen of just me for when Tim comes back. Yeah, it's fucked up for that too. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be. Uh, his laptop has crashed. Yeah, I think we do need to send him a computer, hey? Yeah. Wow. Right when you were giving your cool speech and everything? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, I was going into a lot of stuff, like some deep shit. And then all of a sudden, Tim's like, nah, I don't like you anymore. And just, just bails. Just sick of hearing your voice. I mean, Look, to be honest, I don't blame him. 
<laughs> let's let's be real here. You're 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 probably in the same boat. <laughs> uh, For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he he may be coming. He might be coming back. I mean that that would be awfully kind of him. Back. To... Oh, back. Oh, we've got hey. Tim. I'm back. Oh my god, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Where am I? Hold on. I don't Hold know. On. You're frozen. Hold on. Just like my cold, cold heart. You're, um, you've, you've gone down to like 144p. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the potato. The potato returned. Yeah. <laughs> just as I, yeah, Vince is just saying that I was just making this big spiel about. So the now, I actually, now I actually have to watch the podcast to know what you're going on about. Oh no, I've mentioned it before on previous episodes. It's just what about you, you know, what have you mentioned? No, 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 it was just about me <laughs> contemplating death and what my life had been up to in the oh, first thirty that, years. Yeah, that, that, that bullshit, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, which spawned directly LMA, which is going to be quite a big thing. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting when we really get into it. Yeah, well, this is just this is episode number four, and. I know we said that we were going to do Urban Legends, which we we may do next week. Mm -hmm. But I I felt like with the fact that Congress had this big meeting about the UFOs earlier in the week, it was too good of an opportunity not to discuss it. Mm. Which I mean... That's the thing. We're not stuck with a particular subject to talk about. No, no, we are not. We can chop and change if we want, and yeah, especially with these big hearings. Yeah. Might as, yeah. Might as well take the. Off. Oh, I'm, I'm gone again. Hold on. So I, I, can, I can still hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, with these big hearings that are going on, we might as well take the opportunity and jump on the bandwagon, right? Oh yeah, look, you have. To, I feel like we definitely have to. Mm. It's. It's it's very interesting to to discuss all of this stuff, and the fact that the higher ups are starting to discuss it. What mm-hmm. I want to know, and this is coming into the conspiracy side of me, mm-hmm. big time. Normally, when something is big news like this, there's something else happening behind the scenes that we're not seeing that they're trying to cover up. Yeah. So what what is it then? What's what has been the big thing that has happened earlier this week that they're trying to cover up by talking about aliens? Because I haven't discussed this for fifty years. Yeah, it's only been what really in the last few months that they've started to, and then this week it's really just suddenly gone boom. Yeah, that's so. It. So, so what, what is it? Is it um is old Bernie Sanders? Is he uh, in the ground now or something? Nah, nah. Could, could, I don't think Colonel it's someone Sanders, dying. You know, is he? Maybe it's the 11 secret herbs and spices has officially been revealed. <laughs> and they're like, no, we cannot let this information out. And we no. must cover it at all costs. No, whitewash it with UFOs. People <laughs> love UFOs. We can't get 11 herbs and spices. Or maybe maybe uh, Jesus had his second coming. And they're like, no, nah, it's too big. we got to cover it up. UFOs. Oh, my mind went to that dirty place. Oh, it's for fuck's sake. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm genuine. I, I really, I am not surprised. But 
I don't know why I expected more from you, to be honest. I really don't know why. <laughs> a lot of people do expect more from me. I mean, that's probably why my father doesn't talk to me anymore. But that, that's another story. Ah, uh, we can only dream. I mean, no, I, I love you. You're a good friend. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's... No, no, that's false. Yeah. <laughs> no, I sh you can't say things like that. That's not okay. Uh, uh, actually, see, yeah. see, okay, so this is something that I don't, I don't know if people listen to the podcast and are genuinely wanting me to ask this again because mm. we have discussed this. But for anyone that is playing at home, Tim, mm. are you still single? Yes, I am. But there has been a slight development, I hear. Yes, but that development is only like it's cancelled. <laughs> Not for for the long term or for the short term. For for the short for the short term at least. Yeah. So there, there's there has been progress. There, there has been progress. There was probably there's progress last week. There's been progress this week, but yeah. I'm just checking my messages now. <laughs> so yeah, it's still on hold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so well. ladies, I'm still available. <laughs> Have you asked her if she listens to the podcast? I don't want her to listen to the podcast at this rate. <laughs> Look, I think that's fair and reasonable. This is one of those things that you hide until you're like, well, it's really comfortable. Until we've been married for like 20 years and they'd be like, hey, honey, by the way. All those no, times that successful. I told you I was off cheating, I was actually recording this podcast. <laughs> with How dare you lie to me? <laughs> the cheating I could handle, but the podcast, no. Well... <laughs> Oh, gee whiz. That's all right. My wife uh, has not listened to this podcast at all. It's all right. My, my ex-wife refuses to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable considering it's your ex-wife. Well, no, no. Okay. That, it, was, it was more, why, why would I want to waste three hours listening to a podcast? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if me and my wife broke up, we got a divorce, and then she started a podcast, yeah, I probably wouldn't be listening to it either. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's reasons why I don't listen to it either. Yeah, and I'm on because, the bloody thing. Yeah, I was going to say, because you've already <laughs> sat through it for three-odd hours, and you don't want to have to spend another three hours listening back again. Let's see, it's because, I think it's also because my drive to and from work isn't as long now. It's only like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, right. So by the time of, you know, actually sort of got back into it and given the fact that I'm driving through traffic in Cranbourne and Frankston which is bad enough when there's nobody on the road but I'm driving while there's people on the road you know, I kind of don't want to be distracted by the fact that I'm pissing myself laughing listening to, listening to myself making an ass of myself yeah and you don't have a job where you can listen to the podcast either no well I mean I probably could but I'd get fired pretty quick yeah so yeah, and unfortunately, like I said earlier, I didn't win the $80 million, so yeah. I can't put you onto a $100,000 a year salary exactly. to do this full-time. And until that happens, I'm, yeah, I've kind of got to just put up with listening to Gold 104.3. Really? You don't even put on a CD or anything like that? 
Well, at work. Oh, you listen to... Okay, at work, yeah. Oh, even in the car, I still listen to normal old radio. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> because I don't have Bluetooth in my car, and yes, I still do have CDs. I have a whole... Like, remember the old school yeah. folders of them? I still have a whole one of those. Dude, I had one of those until a couple of years ago. I've still got it sitting in my car somewhere. I, I say somewhere because my car is such a fucking mess. I don't know where it is. But yeah, I still right. have one of those in my car somewhere. What, what you should get and what I've got, my car doesn't have Bluetooth. Mm. So I actually got uh, a little thing that goes into the accessory port. Yeah, I've kind of been thinking about that. Yeah, I, I, again, I also did get a big bench speaker and put that on the back seat. But it's just remembering to plug it in and put it back onto the back seat after I moved it last. So yeah, right. Now nah, just get get the uh, the little, little accessory thing, and then it's got it, it connects to your radio, so you tune your yeah. radio to the frequency played by mm. by by uh, Bluetooth, and that's what I do. Yeah, but then again, I to get home it takes me like an hour. Yeah, exactly. So you see, it's, it's, there's no real point. You can't really have a decent listen to anything in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Especially with us. I mean, 20 minutes can literally just be us talking shit about nothing in particular. So, 20 minutes is our intro. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be real here. 20 yeah. minutes, that's our intro. Actually, to be fair, today's episode, we got into it pretty quick. We did, but we were also talking for nearly an hour beforehand, so... Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you should list, watch us on stream on, on the stream on Twitch, because we've got that that banter before we start actually mm. recording, which we play on Twitch. Yeah, so that's a reason to jump in on Twitch. Uh, normally at one o'clock on a Saturday that we stream it's Melbourne time, but yeah, today today's a little bit different because of reasons. But that's okay. It is what it is. I blame Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese, who it looks like Anthony Albanese is the new PM of he Australia. Is the new PM of Australia. Thank yeah. Christ. So that, that's going to be interesting to see what he does and how he he handles the complete and utter shit show that Scott Morrison has left behind. I mean, he couldn't really do any worse. Oh, actually, he probably could do worse. But oh no, I don't just say he could do any worse. No, I don't. I don't think he can do worse. I don't think it's but he has a lot of cleaning up to do now. Yeah. If the only thing that he that in his for anyone taking over from Scott Morrison, that's a tough ask. If the he's going to look real good, that Anthony Albanese can achieve in his term is a federal ICAC that actually works. He will have done more to aid Australian democracy than anyone before him. Yeah, but what are the chances of him being able to do that, though? We shall see. He put he he mentioned it in his uh you know like victory speech last night. Oh, okay. It it's definitely something that he he's bringing up on his own volition. Wow. So maybe. Okay, that's interesting. And I, see, that... I, I, I can't really comment on any of this political stuff because at the end of the day, I can't vote. True. You, you're not allowed to vote because you're an illegal alien. <laughs> oh, so that's why we're talking about aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have an illegal alien in our midst. 
the folks, let me just say, I'm not an illegal alien. I am a New Zealand citizen, but thanks to the government that likes to charge, it was $15,000 for a hardworking taxpayer to become a citizen. Is it really? I cannot, it, it's a fucking fair whack. Like, I have to go through permanent residency, and that I have to get permanent residency first. That's difficult enough to get. This government, the government makes it so that you have to be earning over $50,000 a year, which is hard when you consider that most employers either have high casual or part-time. They have to make $50,000 a year before I can get permanent residency, which I pay a fairly decent chunk to get that. And then I have to pay another decent amount to get uh, citizenship. Wow. Yeah. We want uh, that's crazy. Wealthy. I, I didn't. The numbers could be different to what they were last time I checked, but yeah, like even Centrelink. I even now after nearly ten years of being here, I can't get on Centrelink either. So what? What made you move over to Australia? Change of lifestyle, and also I was living in Christchurch where they had all the earthquakes. Yeah, and. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't so much getting away from the earthquakes. It was getting away from the fact that even after what was, I think we moved over like four years after they happened, just nothing was actually being done about it. There wasn't enough progress. Yeah. So we're like, oh, we'll go somewhere where the money's a bit better. Where, you know, where the milk, you know, things like the price of milk. We complained about the sixty cent price rise on, you know, so like a three liter of milk. Back in New Zealand, you're paying nearly five dollars for two liters. So, and the milk's coming literally from 15, 20 minutes out of town. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so even just simple things like that. We, we complain about the cost of living here. Back in New Zealand, they're paying well over two dollars a liter. Sure, I know we're up to like what two dollars a liter at some places. Back in New Zealand, it's oh, it's been over two dollars a litre for a year, if not Gee more. Gee whiz! Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So, hence the reason why I'm here and not over there. And that's why you want to stay here and not go back. Oh, I would like to try not to go back here. <laughs> would so you know, like, would you go back just to visit? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm actually planning on going back. Hopefully, at the end of June, just for the weekend. Right. So what you're saying is at the end of June, at some stage, we need to record a couple of episodes. We do, yes. So then we can still maintain our minimum one episode per week. Although Correct. by then, by then, by that stage, we've got plans to do two episodes a week. Mm. So we would only maybe be missing out on one episode. Yeah. Which isn't as bad. That's not too bad. Yeah, as long as we. It's, it's, it's saying that though, if I can find someone that has decent Wi-Fi, and given that I'm going to be staying out of the country where it's just, but fucksville, um, yeah, if I can find somewhere with a decent connection, I can at least still sit on my phone and we can we can still have a quick you know a bit of a chat. Yeah, I mean if you if you can sit down for three hours, somewhere I'll just, I'll just go to McDonald's or something. <laughs> That'd be great. Live from McDonald's. <laughs> Live from McDonald's Rangiora. <laughs> For those yeah. of you who don't know where Rangiora is, uh, find Christchurch on a map, go about 30, 40 minutes out of town up the East Coast, and you'll get to Rangiora. Yeah, right. There you go. Absolutely no one's going to do that. 
No, no one is. But hey, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can at least give it a try. <laughs> Go over the YMAC, keep going through Kaipoi, you'll get there. Yeah. Jeez. So there you go. All right. Well, I think that's <laughs> probably a good place to leave this episode. Uh, again, another shorter one. Mm hmm. So, because there, there is going to be that half an hour break in the middle. Yep. That we will trim down to one ad break. And we, 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 and so that we do saw, we have been toying with the idea of slightly shorter episodes, but doing two a week, really, haven't we? We have, yes. So I believe, again, I believe each episode that we do is getting better and better. Mm. And our first episode, which was about aliens, uh, we, we, we brushed over the topic. <laughs> you, and, we, took, we took the losing my agenda bit just a little too far. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think we, we jumped straight in there and we stayed on track very like, reasonably well today. Yeah. We still, we still went off kilter a little bit here and there, but so we, we did think, a little better. Yeah. So I believe... Very soon, we will discuss actual guests mm -hmm. because Vince is not a guest. He will be a series regular. The voice in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have an actual guest and, yeah, we'll... That's that'll be one episode, and then we'll have these normal ones, which which will probably just be talking about random things that have happened in our lives uh, in that in the previous week, things that, on the news. Hell, it might be random things that are happening happened, you know, multiple years ago, and that we're discussing. Who knows? I don't. I don't know what to do about half the time until it comes out my mouth. So yeah. No. That's fair. So yeah, that'll be that'll be what we do. That'll be the process going forward. So if you have any potential guests for us, let us know. Hit us up on our social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Losing My Agenda. So you can contact us directly there, and I will reply because Tim, as our social media manager, has not even logged in. I don't believe. <laughs> I have logged in, thank you. Have to, you logged? Have you ever opened up the app and and done anything on there, or just Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, either one? Well, I'm Instagram, Instagram, no. Twitter, I've logged in and I've looked at notifications, but that's about it. Cool, cool. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's some high high quality social media. Work I know, right? I'm doing a really good job of it. Yeah, yeah. I I make all of the posts. I do everything. <laughs> no, I mean, so I'll still do it. You can just also contribute. Yeah, okay. Oh. oh, yeah, sorry, oh. I broke the stream. Yeah. Oh, what, what, are you, what, are what, you, what are you doing, Vince? Jesus Final Christ, Vince. The, the, the first time you hear, okay, that's a strike, Vince. You get a strike for that. Yep. <laughs> You'll probably notice that there's a lot of other strikes throughout the video. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find our Instagram and our Twitter. 
down in the show notes below or just search us up on whatever social media platform you like. Which one? Whichever one tickles your fancy. We're on both. Mm-hmm. And we will reply on both. So if you are someone who would like to be on the show or if you know someone who might be good to have on the show to discuss whatever topic it is, we're not we're open to suggestions. Let us know. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. We have the LMA podcast channel and also Losing My Agenda, which is a separate channel where we will be uploading videos. We are organizing a shoot day soon to try and knock out a whole bunch of videos and get that rocking and rolling very shortly. I hope that's going to be very different to this. Very, very different indeed. <laughs> so it was, it was so slightly more serious. Yeah. Yeah, but still still about challenging us. You know, this is about challenging us intellectually and opening us up to different aspects of life that we may not have considered, different points of view. Uh, it's about learning, growing, which is, I mean, at, at the basis, that's what the YouTube channel is directly about, but in different ways. So, yeah, that's going to be very interesting once we get the ball rolling on that. Uh, anything else that you can think of, Tim or Vince? Either one? Chime in with stuff? No. Nope. Well. <laughs> okay. Sweet. That that about wraps that up then, doesn't it? Nice, neat little bow. You can find us over on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, tune in Pandora, CastBox. Uh, I'm sure there are other streaming platforms out there where you can find us. We stream every week, 1pm 1, 1 on a Saturday afternoon, Melbourne time on Twitch. Come and hang out. And don't forget that we do also stream 24 hours a day with the pre-recorded podcasts. So they are pre-recorded. We are not going to say hi if you respond to us in any way. Yeah. And yeah, he even sees it right there on the screen. Yes, it does. Have a look. We will not, we will not, we, we cannot stop the recording and say hi because we may be asleep, but maybe in the middle of the night, I'm, we may be at work. Who knows? Anything's possible, really. <laughs> so thank you for joining us here on, thank you very on much, this folks. episode. And... We will be back next week, possibly talking about urban legends. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Unless something else pops up in the meantime. Well, look, it's entirely possible. We'll find out Tuesday if something else pops up on Tuesday. Hmm. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mike. See you next week. See you all later. Yeah.